Hello and welcome to the Performance Times Podcast. So morning. That's right. That's right. Number what number is it? It's It's, number twenty six. It is twenty six. Yeah. That's right. And as always, I am John, and with me is David. We're uh, we're your hosts for this uh, adventure here. Uh, Tell us uh, what the Performance Times is, John. Uh, Performance Times Podcast is the inside track designed to keep you up to date on all your favorite parts. Race programs, events, and just talk SNS performance stuff. All right, so it's uh, it's about riding season for us uh, non Florida and California states. Are you ready? Um, kinda, kinda. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, see here. Uh, my dinosaur still in pieces. Uh, yeah, yeah, well, you know. But <laughs> shout okay, out, shout out to Maddie. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Maddie. Yeah. Maddie V on the mic. Yep. Anyways, so uh, but I did get to ride my Sportster from the Sportster Throwdown. Yeah, program. you know, and I'm I don't often like be publicly mean to john but he's a dick so i'm, I'm commuting one morning <laughs> wait, wait, wait wait i got i think i got one for that and i I'm, yes thank I'm you thank driving you my little jeep to work and a couple of bikes show up i'm all fucking who the hell is that and it was him and it was just he rode next to me for a while gave me the screw you nod and then rode away it was totally so, Totally. Cool. I wasn't bitter. No, it's cool. It's fine. The thing it's, is fucking wicked fast. We're fine. It's good. I know. It's <laughs> not a problem. Yeah. All right. So you won the build off and you won his first guy to ride yours. We'll dig into more and we, we get into the winter builds and see where the rest of the bikes are. That's right. You know, we will. And uh, of course, we got a ton of racing to cover we as do. well. Yeah. Uh, did you catch uh, Did you catch the King of the Bagger in Atlanta? I did not go to Atlanta, but I watched it online. And uh, Motor America does a really, really good job of, of broadcasting that. De- definitely. So uh, full grid, crazy fast last lap times, um, and podiums by our own Tyler O'Hare. Oh, Tyler yeah. O'Hare. He won the challenge as well, so uh, yeah, $5,000. Yeah. yeah, definitely, definitely. Well, we'll get into more details about that in Racing Corner, of yeah. course, yeah. right? right. Uh, but it definitely seems like um, the entire grid was like wicked fast. Yeah, yes. The, these bikes, it's pretty amazing. So uh, we also uh, Jared Meese put in his FTR on top of the podium, and the Royal Enfield uh, Build Train Race Crew were out as well. Right, right. And speaking of racing, uh, we'll be doing a... Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I you you notice how calm I was about that? <coughs> I was like, yeah, speaking this, of racing... Yeah, hmm. you just, I'm going to need you to sign in blood that you don't roll our car. Oh, this is going to be so good. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, okay. boys and girls, welcome to uh, no. SCCA Autocross. Yeah. And so later this month, we're going to be taking our... Yeah. KRX 1000 that's turbocharged, right? <laughs> yes. And, you know, David had this grand scheme of things, like we lowered it down and so forth, mm-hmm. and we're going to autocross it, or, yeah. and I'm going to race it. We're going to hustle Miatas for their ice cream money. So uh, this should be a good time. Um, what uh, what else do we have going on? <laughs> um, let's see here. The, the first Indian Challenger 29er. Uh, full race bikes were uh, it was picked up. The first customer bike got picked up. Uh, it was a Milwaukee Indian dealer named Rob Schaff. He's uh, he's kind of a friend of SNS, um, and uh, rumor is he's going to put it on the track. That's what he was saying. Yep. Yeah. So that uh, our dream of that bike just bumming out Jixers may come true. It was also pretty cool to have Cycle Source here. Chris and Heather stopped by, and they went through the ranch, gave them a tour, yeah. and they, they spent a few days here talking with us. That was very cool. We we love their program, and it was great for them to get caught up and and for us to kind of show off the SNS facility. Um, well, look for a bunch of stuff that we filmed together coming up, and um, what else do we have going on? A ton of updates on the website, including SNS gear that you can't get anywhere else but 
SSCycle.com. Yeah, that's actually kind of a real deal. Like the, we don't actually sell that anywhere else. So if you're into that, that's the only place to get it. So check out the site. Um, it's also kind of storehouse technical info, instruction sheets, dyno charts, and install videos. Definitely. And always remember your serial engine lookup tool. Oh, yeah. All right, let's talk about events. All right, what do you got? So, uh, well, first off, what is the events? Yeah, we can talk about what I have in just a minute. But in this segment, we're going to cover all the recent bike events, uh, share upcoming shows, break down the cool stuff at each, of course, and yeah. then uh, April and May. Kind of light, yeah. Yeah, they're kind of light. So yeah. the segment should go pretty fast. Good. All right, uh, we we just came out of Western Power Sports National Sales Show. Spent a couple of days training their rep force on our off road parts. Yeah, uh, first off and foremost, a great time. Yeah. Uh, it was good people. Uh, good people, good good experience. Yeah. Um, they do their program in like small groups. So yeah. I will say that we probably gave the same training thing oh, easy. probably 40 plus times. Easy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I'm still seeing Carex fuel rails in my <laughs> dreams. It, it was definitely a cool event, and they have a motocross truck in their parking lot, which is really cool. Yeah, yeah. So I feel like those guys have dirt pretty figured out. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that pretty much covers it for April. Yeah, we don't know. We don't have a ton going on. Yeah, no, we're we're in prep mode most of uh, May also because then we have Born Free in June. Uh, yeah, we have uh, SNS Rally Rig at Road America is early June as well. Yeah, right. So I mean, we're getting ready for everything. Yeah. So a lot of prep work. Uh, actually, we're already talking Sturgis and. You know, Biketoberfests and everything else as well. Definitely. All right, let's uh, let's do some racing corner. All right, this is uh, this started out as just a small segment, and it's mostly the entire broadcast this time. I think uh, Motor America never disappoints. Uh, these guys are easily the most sorted two wheel racing program in North America. Combine that with an epic road to Atlanta track, it makes the perfect weekend for motorcycle racing. Yeah, yeah, it does. Uh, road Atlanta is two and a half miles and twelve turns of curvy goodness. Kind of laid out in the middle of a 750-acre park. Hold on. Hold on. Curvy goodness? Curvy goodness. Yeah. Okay. Just yeah. making sure. Am I wrong? No, I just okay. wanted to make sure. Interestingly, NASCAR owns it, like, you know, holding company. So that's suspicious. My uh, my favorite is the S's after turn four. So if you've ever watched any video of the, especially on the bikes, you know, where they flop from corner to corner. So the the bikes dive right, left, right, left, right, left, and they uh, they pick it up and then drop it back down and it's it's kind of crazy to watch and they're doing it at pretty wild speed so yeah that's uh that's my favorite part of that track the big drop into the right hander in turn 12 is really fun to watch as well yeah so that's a it descends and it's a very hard right hander and that's that's like the last turn of the the track yeah, that one messed with our guys, um, although not as bad as the Daytona track did. So True, true. The guys literally melted down the tires on the banks, yeah. which explains the new tires from Dunlop for Oh, yeah. So they actually, Road Atlanta, Road Atlanta debuted a new tire from Dunlop. Or, yeah, so yeah, hopefully Atlanta. it's um, a little bit more Daytona compliant as well. In spite of that, Tyler and Jeremy on the factory Indian Challengers laid down some fast laps. Very. Yeah, yeah. very fast laps. Tyler took home the Mission Challenge against the very fast Raspoli on the V&H machine. He did, yeah. Yeah, he walked away with a $5,000 check. Yeah. Unfortunately, Jeremy had some mechanical failure. He and did. did, not he did, finish he did not finish that one, yeah, which yeah. is a bummer. Uh, that brings us to race one, Atlanta. The Indian SNS team were uh, 
doing one minute, 30 second lap times, which would have put them in the top 10 in the thousand CC class. It's so fast. Seriously. I, I just want to see one of our guys. I want to see them. Like, they should do a race between. No, I just want to drop one of the baggers into the thousand CC. Exactly. Class they should just, do like a mixed race just, just for fun. Just run, you know, just put Tyler in there and go, Hey, you're going to run this class today and just see how it goes. Yeah. Just see, you know, banging bars with the big just, bagger. It'd be very fun, but it, it would, it would be, very, very competitive in that class. I, I think so. Race one had Wyman on the pole and first out of the gate. Yeah, uh, Fong stayed with them for the first lap and O'Hara was in P3. Uh, McWilliams was in P6 with uh, all 12 bikes running. Yeah. Yeah. Tyler's pass on Fong was epic. So if you if you get a chance, I highly recommend you try and watch that. Fong was fast, but super twitchy. O'Hara was just the, the king of racecraft and looked to be studying Fong, which is kind of his jam and looking for mistakes before he backed it in. And if, man, you, I'm telling you, you got to go watch it because he backed it in like flat track style and got around Fong on turn 10. Yeah, those uh, those bikes take up a lot of track when, it, they, when they're sideways. The whole track. Does, like, <laughs> the whole track, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, right after that pass, um, we lost Jeremy in the... Yeah. In a, yeah, we lost him in a solo crash. Yeah, and that he was w- out of the race. That was a bummer. Um, I, I, I don't think anyone got it on camera either. I've never... I don't think that... I didn't see anything. Yeah, no, no. So upside, he was okay. The The team spent the night doing a ground-up rebuild on the bike so he could race... T- uh, he could run race two. There's a killer time lapse that's floating around as well. So if you get a chance, I don't know where I saw that. It might have been on our team manager's uh, Facebook. Oh, uh, the rebuild? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. So they ran a camera and they worked until like two o'clock in the morning to put the thing back together. But they ran a camera on it. So there's this crazy time lapse. We have a pretty great team and you have to be impressed that in spite of being a total loss, Jeremy, who is pushing 60, he walked away with minor bruises. Tough dude, you know? Oh, dude, seriously, this guy is way older than me and um, hit the ground enough to destroy a motorcycle. Right? And and was fine. But so. he, he is like ridiculously in shape. Too. He's very good. Yeah. <laughs> so, all right, uh, back to the race. By uh, lap four of eight, Tyler was sitting 1.3 seconds behind the factory Harley uh, of Wyman. And with both of them laying down one minute, 30 second laps, so the gap, it didn't change much. So, I mean, Tyler would have had to have done, you know, 128s or something like that to kind of catch him. Right, right. And it, the more interesting race was the for second, you yeah, know, with Tyler sure. on, in the lead, Fong right behind him, and then uh, the VNH bike, you know, Raspoli and Gillum. Yeah. Right on his ass, to, yeah. uh, looking for the, you know. So, yeah, those four guys ran hard with uh, Wyman was kind of pulling away. By, by checkered flag, Wyman had, uh, he was kind of gone and uh, Fong and O'Hare at battle for second with Fong showing Tyler a wheel a couple times. So Fong was kind of getting aggressive after being passed. When isn't Fong aggressive? Um, which is fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah um, I, I may have been holding my breath on that one. <laughs> well, a fun twist. Uh, Gillum got the pass on Fong for, uh, for yeah. the second second pass within the slight. Uh, oh, yeah, right right up at, against the flag. Yeah, right against the flag, right? It, it looked like the bikes were touching in yeah, the process. Yeah, well, uh, there were some conversations there whether... What do you think? There whether, were, were they uh, touching or what? Fong got, you know, but uh, I think Fong, Fong was so obsessed with Tyler, he didn't look around, and Gillum got around him. So. Sure, sure. So, uh, ironically, race two had Gillum at the back of the grid after he couldn't make it to the starting line on time. So he had a he races other classes and couldn't make it in time. Right. So there, you're punished for that. So you start at the back. Yeah, he ran another class right before the yeah. King of Baggers. Um, it, so that had to been the issue, yeah, right? I'm sure it yeah, was. yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Um, 
Tyler pulled to the front in race two and seemed to be able to hold off Wyman before a miscue towards the end of lap one put him off the track. So, and we had the same thing happen in Daytona with him. So he's he's pushing corners harder than in anybody's business, and I think paying the price. Well, that was a, a crazy slide. Yeah. It looked like he he picked it up and, and kept it under control, but yeah. then it put him in the wrong you know trajectory so, and yeah, like turn ten. So he would backed it in, and then when he came out of it, he was actually going the wrong direction. Solid save though. He you did know, solid save. Yeah, yeah. He was sure. back up on the track almost immediately. Yeah, I, I think he only lost a spot or two, but he lost time. Which yeah, he like, lost a lot of know. time. Yeah. So yeah. the dude, seriously, he's running right on the edge, which is it's amazing to watch. Um, by well, by lap two, he had blown past VNH bike of response and was coming up on Fong for P2. Fong had some shifting issues, and O'Hara got past him pretty quick. Yeah, yeah, O'Hara saw that opportunity when Fong kind of had a weird delay there. Sure. So he, he got around Rispoli towards the end of the race, uh, but it was still 2.6 seconds behind O'Hara for P3. Uh, that was a good battle. Yeah. You know, yeah. both uh, both of them crazy deep on oh, the brakes so in every corner. So good to watch. Yeah, uh, race two ended with Kyle Wyman in P1 and Tyler O'Hara P2 with Bobby Fong in P3. Two Indians on the podium. Yeah, it's kind of fun. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, those are a lot of the parts for are built here at SNS. That's and, right. Uh, Jeremy McWilliams was P6 for that one. It puts Tyler in fourth in the points and Jeremy in eighth. Not bad, not bad. And uh, next up, we got Road America in our backyard in Wisconsin. Yeah. <laughs> we'll once again have our big rally rig out there so uh, and uh, road america of course so mm-hmm. definitely come by sns uh, workforce attending as well yeah or uh, we, we bring a ton of our company out for that one yeah uh, that's a lot of back stuff uh, we have any other race uh, stuff to talk about uh the dallas half mile track race was uh the weekend or so ago yeah. and indian yeah, yeah. mounted uh, jared jared meese took the win yeah he rides so aggressive uh, there was also a two indian podium with that one uh brandon robinson in p3 Fun fact, uh, Briar Bauman was right behind him on the bike that was built here at SNS Ranch yeah. by the legendary Dave Zanotti and Michelle DeSalvo. That's right. It was. It's a cool bike, too. I'm pretty it, impressed. You know, yeah. it's, it doesn't really use a ton of our parts. So no, it, it doesn't. It's, but we're huge Dave Zanotti and Michelle DeSalvo fans, so it's fun to see their machine kind of doing really well. It is very cool. And also, uh, Royal Denfield Built Train Race Program is yeah. back for 2023. Yeah, and it's a neat program. Yeah, SNS is, uh, we're supporting them again in that class yeah so they're they run their 650 twin platform they have a dozen prepped for flat track and a dozen for road racing and they're all piloted by women we love supporting this program and yeah. it's cool to see them running the dallas half mile yeah and they were they were super aggressive the crew is brutal uh kenzie luker who is new to the program left the main start on one wheel <laughs> it's crazy um and held it for a while yeah so really. like a wrist down <laughs> you know so obviously you don't want to leave on one wheel it's hard to control the direction you're going but uh, didn't seem to matter to her. <laughs> so, and she never lifted in the corners. Right. Kinsey got a bike less than 30 days before the yeah. race, yep. right? Yep. So she had to completely rebuild it, so build she got it, a stock and then, bike yeah, a month before like the race, yeah. Tear it apart, build it back up before yeah. the half mile. You have to wonder if she even rode it before. Um, you know, I, I'd be surprised if she hadn't. Yeah, there, uh, she has plenty of race history, though, so I suspect she was not too worried. Her husband races, and I think her kids do as well. So she was probably good. Did you catch Zaria? Yeah, so Zaria Martin's barely 18, local Wisconsin girl, so go Wisconsin. Uh, we did a we did a blog post on her last year. She's a super aggressive rider. They all are. Zaria finished P3, Luker P, uh, P2, and Morgan Monroe out of Michigan yeah. took P1. 
Yeah, Morgan's got a hell of a story as well. A star, a star racing as a kid, turned pro at 17, wadded pretty hard in Georgia a couple years back, crazy amount of broken bones, knocked unconscious, and she was out for four minutes, which as far as being out so time crazy, is huge. So crazy, so crazy. Minor stroke, forced her to learn how to walk again. Oh I mean, my like, God. Tragedy after tragedy, Yeah, 30 days in the hospital and a couple years of rehab. That is amazing that she's back and just, just taking the P1, you know? Um, crazy. Yeah, she bounced back pretty well. Um, in fact, she she went on to become an occupational therapist and has since turned her own recovery into kind of a nonprofit that helps others recover. That's amazing to hear. Yeah. I appreciate that. So she's she hadn't done a ton of racing since her accident. So it's kind of fun to see her back on the track. Definitely. All right, let's talk winter builds. So you know this segment is devoted to the art bike projects and uh, things yeah. that we're working on through the, the winter time because why? That's what we do. It's what we do in the Midwest. <laughs> there's That's nothing right. else to do. There we go. All right, so we're just about done with this winter build stuff, uh, are we? Uh, almost. Okay. Uh, yeah. So we have some uh, rideable days. Yeah, where you passed me on the. <laughs> Fine. And then we had not some better. not so rideable days. Yeah. Okay? Which, like all of a sudden it was like eighty, and then it was like I'm gonna snow. It, okay. It did. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, so we're we're probably at tail end. Last week or two of it being not summer. So uh, my Throwdown Sporty is a runner and updated the front hub just came in from Lindell. So it'll be ready for the first sunny day. All right. Yeah. Thanks, Paul. That was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, as we all know, we've already talked about it. Mine, yeah, is, mine is a runner. Yeah, my, nah, nah. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Hey, wait, wait. What was that? Oh. Yes, thank you. First on the scene, first on the road. That's uh, right. Yeah, yeah. I think he cheated. Yeah, nope, no cheating involved. Yeah, nope. And, okay, now we're moving on. We're just going to button up Cody's bike. We just got to button up the uh, the bottom end a little bit. Uh, you know, just tune it out. A little. There's a couple of things that we found, and mm-hmm. he's going to be on the road here pretty quick. Uh, so we have some electrical updates on the 111 FXR and yeah, maybe updated yeah. brakes on the FXR King Bagger. Yeah, it's possible. You know, the FXR almost caught fire and I have those, uh, you know, fancy brakes. I'd really love to get on the, the bagger. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, also, I got the 124 Dyna. Um, thanks, Maddie. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so that should make it back this summer as well, hopefully. Right. Yeah. It's been a solid winter bike building and uh, I think I'm ready to ride. Definitely. All right, uh, let's uh, let's do mailbag. We're gonna, we mail. wrap up every one of these things with letters from you guys. So we we collect them from DMs and uh, messages and everything else. We get a thousand plus a month. So we hope this helps more than just one of you guys. All right, uh, question you one. John out of Decatur, Illinois says, I don't know if I pronounced that right or not. It's okay. Hi, John. Esnes <laughs> has a video on YouTube for installing a super ENG carb on a late model Evo. In the video, he uses a very long T-handle ball and Allen to torque the top bolts. Oh, because they're such a pain in the ass to get to. Yeah, yeah. I can identify, or I can, oh, it says, I cannot identify or find this tool. Any help pointing me in the right direction would be fantastic and greatly appreciated. Well, that's a motion pro tool, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Motion, motion pro. pro tool. Yeah. yeah. And also, um, I'm pretty sure Snap-on makes one too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And you're dead right. That is, it's impossible to get to those bolts. Without that. Yeah. yeah so that that's, must, that's a Bruce video. That's an older one. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, Nick H. Nico says, what is your recommended engine upgrade for a 2014 FLHTP 
with oh, which that's a police bike, isn't it? Yeah, with one hundred and sixty thousand miles. Oh my gosh, one hundred and sixty thousand miles! Crap. Okay, we offer complete motors. <laughs> yeah, that's. I, yeah, I mean, how is that one hundred sixty thousand miles? I mean, that's you like could, four engines. Yeah, no, you could risk just doing the top end. I would suggest oh, no doing way. the whole motor, man. That, yeah, like, yeah, uh, yeah. Run out on that crank is probably measuring in inches. Yeah, so I would I, with that big bike, I would do a one twenty four. Yep, absolutely. I do yeah, a bolt in one twenty four. Yeah, the the touring model though yeah and do the we have a high compression version don't do that one yep so just low the, compression well it's not really low compression it's just a traditional it's compression. normal yeah yeah so do, do the regular compression motor on that one that engine actually has a two-year warranty on it do yep yeah so that's your move there uh nick all right uh mark w dm dustin says hi there i've got a 17 meow glide he actually what's, is, a, what's a meow glide? i don't know it's just that's right what he, meow we actually copy are we talking this right, right off are we talking DM. about a right meow says i've got a 17 meow glide i hope it's just autocorrect working in his not favor so i've got a 17 meow glide i'm looking to potentially put a 475 kid in i've watched a few videos online including the one from sns on youtube oh okay okay it seems relatively easy process to swap out the oil pump in the cam chest okay eh, bearings okay uh is it really that easy or does the video make it that easy easier than it actually is oh all right. Okay. Um, I'm not afraid to wrench on bikes. I do all my own maintenance. I put in fork springs and stage one kits, among other things. Okay. So is that something you think you can do? Uh, so other than pulling the bearings out, is that... Well, no, so like uh, if you watched that video online, that's me doing it. Uh, so, the 475 it is. Yeah, so yep. it, this, I mean, I honestly, I'm not, I'm not really... Spray paints fenders. So exactly. Like I'm, not re- I'm not a mechanic. Yeah. So like I just I educate you based off of the instruction sheets. Yeah, so um, I think actually you could do it. I think you can too. And to David's point, the only thing you really need to be concerned about is the inner cam bearing. Yeah. The inner cam bearing needs to go back in correctly because if it goes in too far, it ends up touching the flywheel. Well, you hate that. And it's not yeah. a good deal. So that and, that, and that's really critical. And, you know, I've, we've seen guys cheat it and just not replace it, and we discourage that. And there's also this one thing that goes on the oil pump that you want to include that I'm not allowed to talk about, and it goes on the backside and it sucks in. <laughs> if your bike came with it. If your bike came with it, yeah. which is did I, I think uh, 17, well, 17 meow it right would meow not have, no, i don't, actually would no. not have seal. Yeah. yeah so anyway mark uh we uh if you're if you're mechanically inclined to have the uh, have the right tools i think you could probably pull that off all right marson out of poland says hello can we buy your parts in europe do you have a distributor well, yeah. yeah, yeah, we got Parts Europe, Storehouse, Zodiac, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah, we, we, got, uh, we, we have some a, big hitters over there. We have a healthy amount of distributors as well as dealers in Europe. Um, I cannot speak specifically to Poland, but I suspect you should be able to get our stuff pretty easily. If you cannot, we are happy to ship it directly to you. All right, uh, Peter mail. DM'd us and says, is the Super E carburetor recommended for a stock 1977-1200 shovelhead? <laughs> I think a shovel is bigger than 1200, isn't it? Yeah, it's bigger than 1200. And you could run an E on that. If, oh, yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Uh, there's tons of kits for it. There's we, we actually sell uh, a full intake kit yep. for yeah, it. Yeah, with a manifold. Yep. Yeah. So actually, that's uh, that would be very happy on a shovel. All right. Uh, Mike from Seacoast Harley Davidson. That's pretty rare. We get a Harley Davidson dealer employee, so mm-hmm. that's kind of fun. Mm-hmm. Are you guys planning on being at Meredith HD during Laconia Bike Week? Uh, dude, I'm sorry to say, no, we are not. Yeah, we we keep trying to put that together. Laconia's a challenge because it rains like 50% of the time that and you're the there. Timing's rough. Yeah. Like, it's just a hard one for us to hit. So, unfortunately, Mike, we will not be. But um, if you need anything else out of us, reach out, man. We're always happy to help local dealers. Uh, Andrew M. out of North You've Carolina says, 
I'm looking at putting a cam in my 103 Twin Cam Road King. Hmm. I've been looking at the MR103 cam Ooh. as I'm looking for a low to mid-range cam for Ooh. doing two-up touring. No, well, that would be the right cam. That's the right one. Um, it, uh, that also revs out nicely towards the top end. Mm-hmm. I have true dual exhaust and don't plan on changing to anything else, uh, which is probably fine. Yeah. And my question about the cam is how does it perform with a true dual exhaust setup? Mm-hmm. I have VNH dresser duals and head pipe and their four inch twin slash slip ons with a 2.25 inch baffle. Wow, that's a lot of information there. Yeah, that, is, that's great. Very Andrew. specific. That's yeah. actually really helpful. That's, yeah, that's, that's really helpful. And the answer to your question yes, the MR103 will pair perfectly with that setup, especially what you're looking to do. Uh, Mouski Mouski cams. Mouski. Really says Mouski. Yeah. Mouski cams DMs asks, uh, which muffler do you guys offer for the Royal Enfield Super Meteor 650? Super Meteor. Yeah, that's a relatively new model, and uh, actually we don't make anything for it yet. Yeah, no. But that's, that's, that's good that's guys crazy. are asking. That's good. crazy somebody's asking, yeah. Yeah, that because um, that actually, I don't know if that's even in the U.S. yet. I don't think it is. So we do not do anything for that yet, but uh, stay tuned. We do a whole lot of other stuff for the Royal Enfield, and I may or may not have just bought one. <laughs> uh, Todd K message and says mail. hello I received a 2005 FLHRCI motorcycle for free wow way to go Todd um, that's the best sure kind of motorcycle be a story behind that story yeah. uh, hi Miles and I would love to have an SNS motor a T124 or T143 okay. with a 634 cam wow Ooh, that's a lot of okay. that's a lot of cam okay uh, what would you suggest for a built stroker power plant a built stroker power plant. Yeah, it's a bagger, so yeah, that's not good. Not, so if yeah. you're racing it, maybe the, the 143 or just even just playing the hard. The 124 would be the way to go with 585 yeah. cams. But that would be a super happy. So yeah, he, he's looking at the high compression version yeah, of the 124, which yeah. it is totally doable, but... It has a 640 cams in it. It's yeah, not, it's not in a, a bagger. It's not happy. Yeah, not. I... You know, because you're just not living at the high end of yeah. the RPM range. And it, it's sluggish because it's so heavy. Like You, yeah, you have right. to be on the throttle So it really constantly. depends on how you ride. If you've got a really heavy wrist there, Todd, the high compression version is probably fine. But, you know, don't you don't want to lug stuff like that. Yeah. And the 143, weirdly enough, these motors are insanely durable. You know, so and torquey as hell. And, you know, it, it is an understressed motor. So you could actually get away with the 143 and still have it a really rideable bike. You could, but the, that 143 does not like living in low RPMs. So if you're not, <laughs> um, you can't no, lug no, any of our yeah, motors for yeah. sure. But it, uh, you know, we got plenty of guys and baggers riding those things around. So. Yeah, if you're on cross country trips all the time, definitely. Yeah, it's a that's a lot of motor for you know not being on a drag strip. Yeah, totally. So very fun to play with though. Very very fun. All right, uh, this uh, this should be our final one here. Okay. You've got mail. Upstate Jim. Upstate Jim. Upstate Jim posted in Apple Pod app. Mm -hmm. uh, Gives five-star rating, so thank you very much. Awesome. He says, great pod, lots of useful tech industry info. Awesome. Currently working on my O3 Softail and running a Super E-Carb. Okay. Uh, V&H pipes and Dyna ignition. Sure. Right? Okay. Just purchased the 509C cam chest kit. And Great. And I'm chomping at the one. bit to put it on. Awesome. My questions are, why did the 99 through 06 plates have a single brass bushing in the crank race, but the 07 through 16 have triple brass bushings? Also, mm. when tuning the Super E after install, what should I expect for jet changes from the stock to the 509 cam? Ooh, jet changes. Well, well so, okay, let's, okay, let's, let's talk start, about the start, cam plates. Yeah, cam plates. So uh, early versus late. So yeah. early uses yeah. bearings, late uses bushings. That's yeah. what uh, you have to push out your bearings on your, on your stock and put them into ours. 
So you have to reuse those, or you could purchase new ones, yeah. you know, whatnot. Yeah. Now, jetting, if you go on sscycle.com, we have a jetting uh, a listing kind of application based off of your cubic inches, what you're running, and it gives you a baseline. Mm -hmm. So go on our website, check it out, and it'll give you a baseline, and then you can work upwards or backwards from there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, have, you could probably get away with like a 295 intermediate. You probably could. But 72 main-ish would be a baseline to start with that combo. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, but yeah, look, yeah. look at our chart. It, it yeah. kind of gives you a good sense of it. Exactly. All right, that kind of wraps up uh, our uh, questions for the day. You've got mail. All right, then. <laughs> and uh, that was really cool because that was our first one off the Apple Pod app. Oh, yeah, that's awesome. So that was kind yeah, of fun. That's you know, right. We've gotten reviews and stuff like that. We've never had a tech question on there. Well, that wraps episode 26 for the SNS Performance Times podcast. Yeah. Thanks for sticking around. And as always, we appreciate your positive input, especially Jim coming in with the Apple podcast. <laughs> that was kind of fun. Yeah. Uh, we do we do really appreciate it all. Um, you can leave us a review on Apple Podcast or Spotify, and uh, it helps others see the channel and kind of grow our audience. Right. And so, as always, thank you for tuning in for the Performance Science Podcast. I'm John. And this is Dave. We'll catch you next time.